Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word of the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello, and welcome to today's podcast. It is on the other side of the 4th of July. It's July the 6th, 2023. Uh, It is Thursday. And uh, yeah, brand new podcast today. If you've been following along uh, through the Book of Romans, you know the last uh, few there around the 4th of July uh, were recordings from our previous Bible study we'd done together uh, back in 2021. But we are now back with all new episodes as we begin a new book today, a new book of the Bible, 1 Corinthians. Today we dive into the right, another letter by the Apostle Paul, this time to the church at Corinth. And um, well, I hope you guys had a great 4th of July, um, stayed safe, kept all your digits. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know ER, uh, doctors and nurses, they dread the 4th of July. Uh, you know, between the boating water accidents and the fireworks, so many fireworks accidents, you know. Um, so hopefully you uh you escaped unscathed and uh had a good time. It was hot here in Tampa. It was a hot one, man. One of the hottest that may I think we broke a record actually for the this temperature on this day was the hottest on record. So we were we were toasty. And it's still hot, you know. We're still uh have some heat advisories, so um, yeah. So I'm ready for a little cooler. These, this this crazy heat needs a break a little bit. At least start giving us a little bit of rain or something. So, but but we had a good fourth. It was pretty pretty low key for us. We kind of you know hung around the house and watched some fireworks out out the window <laughs> from the air conditioner, you know. So uh, yeah, but it was good. It was good. Um. But hey, let's dive in. Let's dive into 1 Corinthians chapter 1 today. Um, this book is written by the Apostle Paul to a church that he started. You want to read the, the founding of this church, just jump back over to Acts chapter 18, and you'll see where this church was. Uh, Paul, on his missionary journey, uh, went and preached the gospel, became a flourishing church. And um, like it is with most people, it's, you know, discipleship is messy. You know, it's not like you come to come to Jesus and everything is like clean, crystal clean from then on. You've got to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. You, you got to, God does his sanctification process through us and it gets messy. So you got to, you know, you got to let Jesus in, but you got to shove the world out. And sometimes that, that while that's happening, the water's kind of murky. <laughs> and so Paul writes this letter to the Corinthians um, to help them sort through some things. Uh, he deals with a, a lot of important issues, and some of them are not directly related per se to issues we face, but we can draw pretty easy parallels. Uh, and so, yeah, so let's uh, let's dive in. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's uh, let's see what the Word of God has to say to us today, and how can we apply it to our own lives? First Corinthians chapter one. Paul called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and our brother Sosthenes, 
Okay, so Sosthenes is with him. To the church of God in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be his holy people, together with all those everywhere who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says a lot right there, right? He is reminding the Corinthian church of who they are and what has what is uh, spiritually being done in them, that they are they are those sanctified in the Lord Jesus Christ, and they're, they're called. If you're, if you're a Christian, you are also called, and what are you called? You're called to be a holy people, not in isolation, but together with all, uh, with people everywhere who call in the name of the Lord, other brothers and sisters in Jesus. Great reminder for us today that we're called to be God's holy people together with um, other members of the body of Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Kyrios Jesu Christos, Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. So he's thinking back, man, I, I'm thankful for the way God saved you, the grace that he showed you. I think back at you and of you and you know, you can imagine Paul's thinking of individual lives that have been changed and transformed by the power of the gospel. Uh, we can think of friends that we know who are also Christians, and we can see how God has changed them. We can look at their lives and say, wow, man, um, God has moved in your life. There's a young man that um, he and his wife dedicated their son uh, on church Sunday, and I was just in awe of what God has done in that young man's life. I met him probably five years ago or more, and he was searching and um, had a lot of questions and actually came at that time because <laughs> his girlfriend at the time was attending Bayside. So he came just, you know, kind of to check it out with her. And through that, he gives his life to Christ. He's baptized. Um, we spent some time in discipleship together, just reading the Bible together. Um, walked with him through uh, the, uh, the death of his father. Um, was fortunate enough to do their wedding several months back. And uh, then he's standing up there in the front of the church with his beautiful new wife and baby, baby boy, and dedicating his, his son and his family to the Lord. And I'm like, wow, God, you are good. What a, what a trans, how you've taken this young man who really doesn't, didn't come from a necessarily a Christian home. And you're changing his, changing his trajectory, man. His family tree is going to look so different than what he grew up with. It's amazing. God is good. Well, Paul says, I thank God for you because of his grace given you in Christ Jesus. I thank God for, uh, Troy is his name. Thank God for Troy and the way God has moved in his life. For in him you have been en enriched in every way, with all kinds of speech and with all knowledge. God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. So Paul's like, you're living witnesses. You're, you're living testimonies of what we said about Jesus. What we said Jesus could do, he's doing it in you. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? 
You know what? What you hear, what you read in the pages of scripture that Jesus can do, it's it's that's awesome and powerful. But it's also a, quite another thing when you see it living out right in front of you. What we read in the pages that Jesus will says He will do, I see it right there, my brother and sister. I see God doing it. I see Jesus doing it. I see His grace transforming lives. For in Him you have been enriched in every way with all kinds of speech and all and with all knowledge. God thus confirming our testimony about Christ among you. Therefore, do not you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for our Lord Jesus Christ to be revealed. He will also keep you firm to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. So he's kind of telling them, don't, you're, not, you're not missing out, man. You're not going to miss out on anything. God's going to give you, you're going to get all that's coming to you from the Lord. He's good and he's faithful and just. And he's uh, he's gonna you he's gonna continue to bless you and encourage you. Verse nine, God is faithful, who has called you into fellowship with His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Hmm. We've been called into fellowship with His with the Son Jesus. I appeal to you now. Remember, so uh, that's how it starts. <laughs> You've seen those things. This how sorry. This how it's, this is how it's going. Well, the Corinthians, they're a mess. Let's just be, I'll just cut to the chase. They're a hot mess. They got a lot of issues, a lot of issues. And so Paul's got to help work through their issues. I mean, they are, they are child, children of God. They're saved. But man, they got some worldliness in them. They got some confusion in them. And uh, Paul's just kind of, kind of show with these different issues, um, how you apply the gospel literally the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel, the good news. How do you apply that to every aspect of your life and to make sure that you're living out that aspect of your life consistent with the gospel? That's a good practice for all of us. You know, the way we work, the way we uh, deal with personal conflict, the way we uh, uh, handle situations, uh, the way we deal with stress, the way we deal, the way we parent, the way we deal with our spouse, um, finances, on and on, all the big areas, all the areas of life. How is it a reflection of the gospel? How is this a reflection of the good news? It's a good question. I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you may be perfectly united in mind and thought. All right, so Paul's like, uh, the, 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 the reading between the lines, there's some division, right? And Paul's like, I want you to be united. I don't want you to be, I want you to have unity of thought and mind. Um, I want you to agree on the big things. doesn't mean you, you, you have absolutely uh, 100% conformity. No, there's, there's room for, for a divergence of thought. But on the big things of life, the big things of the gospel, you gotta be you gotta be synced up. I want you to have one mind, one heart, and that there be no divisions among you. My brothers and sisters, some from Chloe's household have informed me that there are quarrels among you. What I mean is this: one of you says, "I follow Paul," another, "I follow Apollos," another, "I follow Cephas," still another, "I follow Christ." Okay, so everybody's picking up. You know, picking parties. Well, I, I'm I'm more of a I'm more of a, a, a Paul. I'm more of a disciple of Paul. 
yeah, yeah, you know, I'm not, I'm not really on that uh, Cephas bandwagon. I'm not about that. I ain't about all those, uh, those, those liberals, <laughs> those Apollos liberals, and those, uh, yeah, I'm not, I mean, um, or those, uh, those conservative Cephases. No, I'm, 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 I'm I follow Paul. Like Paul's like, nah, man, no, is Christ divided? Verse thirteen. Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized into the name of Paul? I thank God that I did not baptize any of you except except Crispus and Gaius. So no one can say that you were baptized in my name. So Paul's like, remember who is the Lord of the church. Remember whose who's you are. Paul, Apollo, Cephas are nothing. It's all about Jesus. We're all members of Jesus. <laughs> we're all members of his household. We're all members of his family. We're all baptized into the name of Jesus. You're not baptized into the Baptist church. You're not baptized into the Church of God. You're not baptized into Methodism. You're not baptized as a, into Lutheranism. No. Not, not biblically, you're not. You're baptized into Christ Jesus, into the body of Christ. No matter who, the, who holds the ordination of the officiant that baptize you, baptizes you. When I baptize people, I'm not baptizing them into the name of the Church of God. No, I'm baptizing them in name in the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, baptizing them into the church, the body of Christ. Paul's like, yes, I also baptized the house of Stephanus. Uh, beyond that, I don't remember if I baptized anyone. So Paul, Paul kind of gets on this line. Hey, did I, I'm, I'm glad I didn't baptize. All I baptized was Gaius and, and uh, Stephanus or uh, <laughs> Gaius and, and Christophus. And then he starts thinking about, oh, say, oh yeah, I did, I did. I, he starts thinking about it, and he's like, oh yeah, I did baptize that one household. And, but beyond that, I don't know. I don't. Be <laughs> it's not the point. It's not the point. The point is, you're not baptized in my name. Verse seventeen: For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom and eloquence, lest the cross be emptied of its power. Paul's not arguing here that you should preach the gospel clumsily and, you know, incoherently. But he's saying the gospel is not based on uh, the ability of one to, of, of one's, it's not uh, based on one's ability to speak well. That's not what the power of the gospel rests on. Verse 16, I love verse 16. First Corinthians, verse, verse, first Corinthians 1 16 is, Probably my second most favorite verse in the Bible after Romans 1.16. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The message of the cross, the message of salvation, the message of Jesus going to the cross, dying for uh, human sinfulness, is... Uh, is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it's the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has God not, has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him. So, Paul is showing how the uh, the gospel is uh, is is 
counterintuitive. It's not what the world expects. It was not based on uh, worldly wisdom and worldly constructs. It was the act of God. And so humanity, by their own wisdom and intellect, they can't, we can't save ourselves. But God chose the foolish things. He's going to go on and say this right here. For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. I love that. Because in a lot of ways, you look at preaching and it seems so foolish. Why are we still, we, I mean, we got text messaging, we got DMs, we got websites, we got podcasts, we got all kind of ways to communicate. We got, you know, so many ways. Why are, we, why are people still preaching? God chooses the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom. I love this, but we preach Christ crucified. The Greeks, they want some kind of new, hot, new uh, piece of wisdom, piece of philosophy. Throw us out some new theory, new idea, some new uh, concept that we can ponder and chew on. The Jews, they want a sign. We want a sign. We want a divine sign. We want a parting of the Red Sea sign. That's what we want. We want to, and but Jesus, but Paul says, but you know what we do? Despite what people want, we preach what people need. Come on now. And what people need is Christ. And that's a stumbling block for people who want a sign. And it's foolishness to those who want wisdom. But for those who are looking up, it's salvation. <laughs> um, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. Come on. That's a, a time for a praise break right there. Yes. Love it. The weakness of God is stronger than human wisdom. The foolishness of God is wiser than human wisdom. Mm. Weakness of God is stronger than human strength. And the wisdom of God is stronger, and the foolishness of God is stronger than the wisdom of humanity. Brothers and sisters, think, think of what you were when you were called. You weren't all that. <laughs> it's a good thing to remember. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose. He chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. Thanks be to God. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things of the world and the despised things and the things that are not to nullify the things that are so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become for us wisdom from God. That is our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let no one who boasts let the oh, I'm sorry. Let it so as it is written. Let the one who boasts boast in the Lord. So you see what Paul's doing. He's he's trying to undercut division and and arrogance, right? And if you're going to have unity, you got to kill arrogance. You got to kill pride, because what leads to division, or sort of what usually what the root of division is, is is pride. I'm right. We're better. So we we don't want to associate with you because we're we're better than they are. Or what there's there's a 
in almost every division, there's a root of pride. And the only way you're going to get to unity is to uproot pride. And so Paul's, he's going right at the, the root here by showing the gospel, that the gospel itself is about humility. The gospel itself is not about how wise you are, about how smart you are, because God undercut the wisdom of humanity with the cross. It's foolishness. So don't be afraid to look foolish. Don't be afraid to be considered foolish because it's the foolishness of God is stronger than human wisdom. I love that last little litany of things that he chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise, the weak things of the world to shame the strong. God chose the lowly things, the despised things, to nullify the things that are so that no one can boast in his presence. And Paul we remember what began that little litany was Paul said, remember what some of you were. <laughs> so, in other words, you were lowly. You weren't wise. You weren't all that. You weren't of noble birth. You weren't doing, any God, you weren't doing God any favors when you became a, a Christian. God was doing you a big favor. <laughs> you weren't all that, but God chose you. Just like he chose the cross to be an, uh, an instrument of salvation. He chose you to be an example to the world of what God can do and His power and His grace. Man, hope you receive that today, child of God. God loves you. Look how far you've come. Look at where you were when God found you. Mm, it's, a, it's a testament to the grace of God, a testament to His love for you, a testament to that He's still got a lot of good things for you. If he's brought you this far, he didn't bring you this far just to drop you. <laughs> he's still working. And everything, everything, every uh everything is yes and amen in Christ for the for you. Praise God. All right, you guys, let's pray. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you, Lord, that uh, you chose the foolish things, the things that were not esteemed or noble. God, you chose us. We thank you for saving us. And we look at the work that you've done in our lives, and all that we can say is, thank you, Lord. We know we have a long way to go. We look at our failures and our weaknesses and our imperfections. But for a moment, God, we just pause and say thank you for how, how far you've taken us, how much you've done in our lives and in our families, and, and in the, the lives of our brothers and sisters, people that we look around and we say, wow, you have brought them so far. You are a good God. You work and do amazing things. So God, I pray for my friends today. Pray that they would be encouraged and strengthened, that they would uh, sense your presence and peace today, that they would walk uh, in the fullness of your grace, knowing that you are with them, and that he who began a good work in them is faithful to complete it. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, God bless you, my friends. Thank you for taking time to uh, listen to the podcast today. Thank you for liking this, subscribing to this, sharing it. I really appreciate that. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll be back at it next week with 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Uh, take time to read chapter 2 sometime uh, over the weekend, and we will be back with chapter 3 on Monday. On Monday. Um, yeah, that's right. Make sure that's right. Let me, let me, show, let me show this. Yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah. Back to 1 Corinthians 3 on Monday. All right, you guys have a fantastic day. Love you guys. See you next time.
Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.